In this episode of Wisdom Talks, John Barta reflects on the teaching of the Buddha called the Five Bala, translated as the Five Powers or Strengths. In particular, he talks about the first power or strength called Sadka, translated as trust or faith. One of the uh, things that I've uh, mentioned many times, uh, especially with regards to uh, talking about relationship, that life is relationship in many ways. So fundamentally, we could say that um, uh, life is the experience of relationship, the relationship that our mind has to the uh, world of experience through our senses, through seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, feeling, and then also um, the mind sense of uh, cognitions, so thoughts. So um, because there is that relationship to experience, to what's going on, then we have a sense of uh, life, life is happening. But um, beyond that fundamental relationship, which is obviously includes everything, is also then the intrapersonal relationship, the relationship that we have with ourself, which is uh, also very, very important because certainly uh, how we um, see ourself, um, think about ourself, feel about ourself, feel towards ourself, then becomes uh, important for our general sense of well-being, certainly psychological, emotional well-being that then can move into our physiological well-being, the, um, the body not being so tense or stressed or... Um, angst because of the mind, and that then becomes the foundation for then relating to others interpersonally. So the foundation for a worthwhile interpersonal relationship is a good intrapersonal relationship with ourself. And uh, interpersonally that could be with a, um, a partner, intimate partner, it could be with um, um, friends, so a familiar relationship, collegial relationship, social relationship, professional relationship, but um, are all dependent upon some important qualities, important uh, virtues, strengths, uh, even um, psychological or psycho-spiritual powers. And I thought to mention uh, one of these uh, this evening, which is one of the five bala, the, uh, the Buddhist word from the Pali language of uh, uh, ancient India, Bala, which translates as uh, powers. And the particular power to talk about is Sadha. Sadha. So even that is a sounds like a powerful word, Sadha, <laughs> which is spelled S-A-D-D-H-A, Sadha which translates, and there's various translations of this, which may depend upon how it's used, but um, generally we could use the word trust. Trust, it uh, could be translated as um, confidence, um, could be translated as um, uh, faith, to have faith in something, to have faith in someone, a sense of um, confidence, a sense of trust. But we can use the word trust. It's a fairly uh, good word that covers covers most bases. 
And in the context of uh, the Buddha's teachings, it's often said that uh, someone that has sadha or trust in um, the um, the Buddha's teachings and wisdom teachings that um, are used for realizing reality, um, confidence in the, the Buddha as someone that has realized reality and taught that way to understanding and to freedom, and also for those people that have realized um, that freedom, enlightenment, the Sangha, so Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, then someone that has trust in those three things is uh, considered a, um, a Buddhist. Someone has faith or confidence or trust in the Buddha, his teachings, and those that have realized those teachings. Even last week when we spoke about the four Arya Pugala, Arya meaning noble or enlightened, Pugala meaning people, persons, so enlightened persons, and there was a set of four uh, pertaining to four stages of enlightenment. The um, first stage of enlightenment uh, it has various qualities, attributes to, um, to it, and one of those is uh, confidence or trust in the these wisdom teachings, the Buddha's teachings, that lead to full spiritual enlightenment. So one of the characteristics of that first stage of enlightenment called stream enterer, someone that's entered the stream that's psycho-emotionally, psycho-spiritually leading towards freedom. They have confidence or trust in these teachings mm -hmm. because they've uh, realized, realized them for themselves. They've realized some degree, some depth, of them themselves, a sense of, yes, I know that um, this this understanding, this insight, this wisdom does lead to freedom, freeing the mind from confusion, stress, um, fear, um, angst, um, despair, and I just need to follow these teachings further this way to realize reality and for the mind to be completely freed from all stress, um, distress, angst, unease, suffering. So sadha, this quality of, uh, of um, trust, is unshakable in that, in that individual. However, however, as well as this, um, we can um, appreciate that trust is integral to any worthwhile relationship. And so um, it could be even just trusting your mind to be aware of um, experience through your senses. If you, um, if you um, don't have a calm, clear mind, then maybe you might uh, not be able to trust that what you're seeing or hearing or sensing is actually correct or the way it is because um, your mind, again, being distracted, distorted, a bit like looking through uh, um, glasses that are not, not clean, not clear. Maybe they're, they're cracked or crazed or, or marred. So it's like, I, I'm not sure that I'm seeing clearly here. It looks like uh, a person, but maybe it's um, um, something else, a shadow. So being able to trust one's mind, being able to trust one's senses even, the bodily senses. And so this is a challenge also when um, sometimes our senses uh, are, um, again, maybe not working so well. Not just our mind or mindfulness, but even the senses not seeing clearly, my eyes don't work so well, or my, my, my ears, my uh, ears are uh, failing me, I, I don't hear so well, so did you swear at me, or you were just sort of um, making a comment about something else? So being able to trust one's senses becomes um, important. But um, beyond this, we can 
then move into trusting, having trust or confidence in our sense of self, that intrapersonal relationship. Do I understand and see myself clearly? Um, maybe, um, maybe I don't understand or see myself clearly. Therefore, it's very difficult to, to trust my perception of myself. Um, maybe someone, someone else might, might see me different than how I see myself. So it's important to develop a good relationship with yourself, even trusting yourself, and even into trusting certain qualities, certain values, um, certain strengths, trusting one's um, morality even. Can I trust myself to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to, to be honest, to um, um, be, uh, be clear about something? Um, can I trust that if I go there, I'm not going to um, spend too much money? If I go there, can I trust myself not to say the wrong thing to that person that I had a disagreement with last week, etc.? The sense of trusting in yourself so that uh, you can feel at ease. If you can feel at ease with yourself, yes, I can trust myself. Then it allows you to relax. A sense of you know feeling relaxed, feeling okay. But if it's like, oh, I don't, I don't feel I can trust myself, or if I go there, I'm going to drink too much, or I'm going to eat too much, or say too much, or buy too much, or whatever, then it, it doesn't create a sense of ease and well-being with oneself, and then obviously also with others. But especially so, especially so with others, um, any interpersonal relationship needs to have this strength, this power of trust. Otherwise, otherwise, um, well, the opposite may be mistrust, a sense of doubt, a sense of um, um, confusion, and that's going to affect the, the ease, the flow, the communication, the connection, the joy and potential of our relationship. I'm not, I can't quite trust that person. And again, it may be um, a friend, seemingly a friend, or maybe uh, a partner, could be um, a parent, it could be a child, could be um, someone in business. I'm not quite sure that I can trust that they have um, my welfare or the welfare of the business um, at heart. Maybe they want to take advantage of me. So if that trust isn't there, then it may be about the need to check out why am I just getting caught into doubt, skeptical doubt, because of the opposite of trust is um, is doubt, and here skeptical doubt is maybe um, unfounded, unreasonable doubt, as opposed to wise doubt, wholesome skill for wise doubt, based upon experience, based upon what I know, what I've learned. It's it's such that I don't I I doubt this person is going to be doing the right thing for me or for others. So that's worthwhile doubt. Therefore. It's um, helpful not to have trust then, especially uh, um, blind faith. Oh, yes, they're all good, it'll be fine, whatever, and oh, bad luck, didn't work out like that. So if, um, if there isn't that trust there, sure, we can um, see about developing trust. Uh, what would it take for me to be able to trust that person? Uh, and even in, uh, in relationship, talking about that. Uh, maybe something's happened in the past that uh, causes one to have some degree of doubt. And um, therefore, trust needs to be gained, needs to grow. There may always be a sense of unease, a sense of like the, 
psychological or psycho-emotional um, scarring uh, that's there from broken trust, trust that's been torn away. But it can, it can heal, it can grow back, but again, the scar tissue might be there as a sort of like, ah, oh, don't, I can't trust them completely, sort of just be careful, just be careful. But certainly, certainly in the context of relationship, trust can, can develop and through experience and over time, and so the trust can be re-established. Because um, if it's not there, then we can't feel at ease. If we're not at ease, the other person's not going to be at ease. And the relationship can't develop and grow. Uh, in the context of uh, sometimes doing relationship counselling, where there may be issues because um, a partner can't trust their partner. Whether it's to do with their, their morality, their ethics, I can't trust they're going to be... Uh, uh, looking after our funds, maybe going off and spending it gambling or buying things that we don't need. Or I can't trust that um, they're looking after their health. They may be um, um, drinking too much or smoking, etc. Or I can't trust that they're not going to be flirting or getting caught into uh, a relationship with someone else on the side or even just... Um, leave me so that becomes a you know great issue or even um, to the point where um, a sense of um, um, not trusting the other person's uh, emotions I can't trust that they their emotions they might be fine one minute and the next minute they're reacting they're they're angry they're um, you know overwrought etc and that can create unease in a relationship. So whatever the, whatever the source of um, unease or mistrust, it becomes a concern which um, um, needs to either heal or otherwise it may lead to the, the departing, the dissolving of, uh, of the relationship. And again, sometimes I've been counselling people that um, they can't trust their partner's emotions. And... Um, and sometimes it's even the caused by or the result of a psychological um, illness that causes really erratic emotions, emotional swings, which can be very, very distressing. It's difficult to then um, feel relaxed, feel at ease, actualize your, your sort of uh, potential skills, qualities, virtues, values also difficult to um, plan for the future if there's a sense of disruption keeps on occurring. It's like, wow, I can't, I can't trust that, that we're going to be together in, in a year or two or a month or two or a week or two, a day or two, or an hour or two. <laughs> yeah, it can get pretty severe. So um, um, whilst we don't really talk much about trust or hear too much about it, um, when it's going fine, but we do um, hear about it when there is uh, an issue of trust, when trust has been broken, and certainly might be um, not necessarily our in our our relationships, but it might be someone else's relationship. It might be we can't trust that politician, we can't trust these people to look after the the um, the country, the um, the finances of the the country for the next. Um, um, 50 years or 100 years, or um, we can't trust that um, 
the powers that be globally are looking after the planet in terms of um, its ecological environmental um, support systems. So um, because of what's been happening, so trust isn't there. Trust has been broken. There's, there's concern. But the reason I mention it tonight is because, because it's a really, really important power or strength to have and to develop both within ourselves so that we can trust ourselves and feel at ease uh, as a strength and even have a sense of joy in that. It's like, well, I can trust myself that I'm not going to say or do the wrong thing, mess up, etc. And that becomes a joy. Maybe, maybe it's not as much fun thinking, oh, hey, splurge out, um, go for it, um, enjoy yourself, um, who's going to know or or who's really, who, who, who cares? But but um, there might be fun in that excitement and whatever, but there's a real joy in having that, that inner strength that we could even see as a, as a virtue, as a, um, as a power in itself. And then obviously with, with relationships to, uh, to say, well, even though he or she isn't really amazing and exciting, but we have a good relationship because there's trust there, there's, there's honesty. I can trust this person. I know that they, they have my back, they're there for me, and I'm there for them. That's really powerful. That's, that's the, sort of a, one of the foundation um, stones of relationship. Trust, John, there is situations or relationships that we may not have full trust in. Work. How do we deal with that? can grow on that strong foundation. So do give this uh, important um, quality consideration that of uh, sadha, trust or confidence or, or wise faith because it's uh, integral to our well-being in life. Trusting one's uh, mindfulness. So if you, if you have uh, good mindfulness and, and certainly what we're we develop here is is mindfulness, that quality of clarity of mind, um, mental clarity, sharpness, uh, strength of awareness. Then you can you're more likely to trust yourself because you know that you're mindful. So meditation develops mindfulness as like a mind muscle, and the more that's that stronger, you can trust that uh, that you're aware, that you can be attentive, uh, listen well, understand that you can do things uh, uh, without sort of um, mindlessness on, on automatic pilot, a bit like um, if you um, think um, occasionally, well, did I, did I lock the car? Can I remember locking the car? It's like, well, yes, I can, I can, I can't remember exactly, but I do, um, I have this image of my, in my mind of, but was that this evening or was it yesterday? So there's no date stamp on that, that image in my mind. But if you know, well, actually, I'm a mindful person. I'm generally always mindful, you know, moment to moment. And I, I can trust that I was mindful at that time, whenever that was, maybe an hour ago when I locked the car. And um, I can relax. If you, if, you, if you don't trust yourself, oh, and I'm, I'm often sort of leaving the car open and... Uh, absent-minded and I leave my phone in the car as well and it's like I don't have that good mindfulness well got to go and check but if you 
have that strength of mindfulness, that allows a sense of ease, even if you can't remember exactly um, closing it on that occasion. Obviously, the more mindful we are, we even do remember. Yes, locked, closed. But so trusting oneself in mindfulness. And, and again, other situations as well where, okay, this is going to be a stressful day or I've got a meeting or it's going to be a difficult um, relationship. I'm going to have to meet up with this person. But you trust your mindfulness. You will say the right thing and you won't sort of react and, and get caught up. So um, uh, as a foundation, trusting that. And even other virtues as well to trust your degree of wisdom. Or trust your degree of intelligence that you that you can go and do that exam and so know that you so I have confidence that I can I'll do it well. Otherwise, that's where unease or anxiety occurs often because of the sense of oh I don't I can't trust myself with that. Not sure. We do need to be aware that we can't, or it's inappropriate to have trust in in people or institutions or organisations. Uh, where we know that they're not trustworthy. There is uh, uh, an element of, of doubt there, and it's important to have that. Otherwise, it's just um, trusting willy-nilly, blind faith, and that's when people get hurt. So, but, but to check out, well, am I just a doubting person, and I, and I always doubt anybody, everybody, all the time, anytime, it's just, just how I am, and always worrying about stuff, or... I don't know for sure, therefore I'm not going to um, trust surely. And that can be a wise wise thing to do because you're less likely to get um, caught out. And um, especially um, if we do, if we do give trust and then that trust and we have, you know, complete trust and then especially maybe a person and, and then um, they do the opposite or do the opposite of what we expect or ask, then the more trust we, we do have, the more John, we are hurt. what is the role of intuition? Grieved, uh, as, a, as a result of that. So it's good to be wise with that. If uh, What I'm saying is you don't have to have trust where it's not worthy. Whilst it would be great to have trust in, in, in everything and feel totally at ease and safe, sounds like some sort of heaven realm, but... Um, Ultimately, coming back to number one, so to speak, trusting oneself. Well, that comes into it as well, because uh, we could say intuition is um, EQ, emotional intelligence. So we can use IQ for intellect, rationale, logic, but also intuitively a sense of what what feels right with regards John, to trusting somebody or something. how can we work out if we trust someone? Could even be a structure. Don't feel that ceiling's quite safe. You know, um, the way it moves in the wind. <laughs> My intuition is. <laughs> so that's very important to be able to be aware of that and, and then trust intuition because that can be giving some information about something, something else, that, that gut feeling, so to speak. Sometimes uh, uh, we need to be mindful to not have a, a global view of, of people, but we could say, I trust this person, um, I, I trust their morality, but I don't trust that they're always mindful, so that they, they, they're a good person, but 
sometimes they're not mindful, so they might um, say something that's not right or do something that maybe might seem that they're um, aggressive or that they're John, hurtful. People but who are anxious, not mindful, depressed, or, or in a good unhelpful person, mental states are often their full of doubt or the of and lack trust in themselves and others. So Can you talk to this point? Um, qualities or that they that they have as opposed to the whole whole person a bit like with children um, to say well that behavior is not good as opposed to you're a you're a, you're a naughty child that's that's your um, designator that that's your definition you're a naughty child I could say that um, they might go, I'm unsure about um, what you're suggesting because if I feel better, I won't know who I am because I've been, who I am is depressed and that's, that's my identity, that's, that's my character, that's who I am, that's how I am, that's how I've always been, will be. So if, uh, if you're seeing me different or seeing my potential different, that's really confusing because that's someone that, that, that's not me. Because, because they're, as you may be suggesting, they're seeing themselves through the, through those dark, dark um, lenses. But that's that's why it's important to get some perspective from outside. Because sometimes people doubt themselves. I don't trust myself with this or with that. I I don't know that I could do it. But someone else goes, actually, I know, I know that you can do this. I know that you have this skill or this understanding, and I ha and uh, and uh, and I trust that you can do it. Because the outside person has has a clearer vision than the person does on on themselves, and and they're caught because they're caught into self doubt. And and John, how we can, can we get someone else to trust Empower them us? with some of our trust, like a child. Oh, I'm a bit nervous. I don't know if I can go and give that talk or or say that. But if we know that, that they can, generally, we empower them, and then they can uh, go and do it. Prove to themselves, yes, I I did do it. I can do it. I have done it. I did well. And therefore, they can trust themselves more. Self-esteem develops, and so forth. So trust can be given in a way that can be really, really helpful. People, people um, will trust us because we know that because they know that they that we care about them, and we show that the, that we care about them by listening. If if it's like um, we're not really listening. Therefore, we're not really going to be understanding. Therefore, they can't trust that we will understand what they're what they're saying or what they're feeling, um, their needs, and and therefore trust isn't given. But just at a, at a foundation level, um, if if we listen well, then that becomes a foundation of trust because listening is the giving of attention. Attention is energy, and energy is life. So we're we're Giving, giving life to somebody by listening well, with care. And you can't make or demand someone trust you, but um, you can inspire and um, um, help them to uh, be empowered in that trust because they, they develop confidence in you. But, but certainly to, to explore that because it may also relate to, as I mentioned earlier, the intrapersonal relationship that we have with ourselves becomes often then the foundation for the interpersonal. Can a foundation like, of the Buddha's teaching give us doesn't the skills trust themselves, to know what and who to trust? Then they're viewing someone else from, from that particular self-image. 
well, I wouldn't trust myself with that, so um, I don't know why I would, I would trust you with that, for example. But certainly conditioning is, is strong and um, uh, even conditioning from early childhood that then can go on to affect um, um, adulthood and adult perceptions. It can be really helpful, as you're suggesting, to uh, to know things, to study and learn, to have that sort of foundation. And many of these teachings, they're like a template to or a model. John, to, is there um, a relationship between to, trust to see, well, and fear? Is this person coming from the the three causes of stress and suffering: greed, anger, ignorance, or are they coming from the opposite: generosity, kindness, and wisdom? Are they engaging uh, the four spiritual emotions of um, kindness and compassion, joy with others, and equanimity, or the opposites? So these teachings become very skillful. Well, the fundamental, fundamental emotion, fundamental emotion of human beings and other animal beings fundamental emotion is fear. So apart from on the surface level joy and, and happiness and so forth, but um, fear is is primal, it's really strong. Um, the, the main fear is the fear of non-being, the fear of death, um, uh, the fear of annihilation, the fear of um, um, self being annihilated, and then also um, fear into other things like um, um, Loss of, not just loss of life, but loss of health or, or loss of functionality, loss of um, loss of um, finances, loss of uh, home, loss of possessions, loss of loved ones, and um, all that. So that that can be fundamental, which then affects the uh, degree of trust. So trust is required, especially if there if there is that fear that's, that's there. If there's no fear, then there's there's often um, no need to trust because it's like, well, it is what it is. It's like, uh, um, for example, I have no fear that this will actually make a sound when I hit it. Therefore, I don't need to trust in it because it's also, it is. Like, sure, it's another, it's a conditioned phenomenon. It, um, it can maybe um, suddenly display some other qualities, but, but generally, there's, because there's no fear, um, I can. There's no need even for trust. So obviously, um, what we're doing here is offering the potential for um, evolution, at least on an individual sense, to evolve our brain and our mind beyond the basic neural structures that uh, are according to fear and aggression and greed and so forth. So as the Buddha said, uh, we are the unfinished creature. There's more evolving that we can do individually and then also globally as a, as a species, especially moving towards a greater insight, awareness, uh, and obviously happiness and joy as a result, and uh, less stress, suffering, freedom. So do give consideration to the uh, power, the uh, strength of uh, trust, faith, confidence, and, uh, and use it wisely. Have a good week. That's all for this episode. Until next time, head over to wellawareness.com.au 
and discover what's on offer to relieve stress and suffering and enhance your health and well-being. From one-on-one counselling related to many issues facing individuals in today's modern world to meditation courses and retreats.